You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Did you ever find the cockroach in your car? No, I believe that he has been evicted. Oh, because <laughs> I haven't found that. him. Without natural found him. causes, or died by natural causes. Back. Nah. I've been in your car twice since the cockroach. Have you Both seen him? Both times I've sat on the edge of the seat. Have you seen him? I have not. Okay. Well, there you go. I that served an eviction right. notice when I put the trap in. Maybe he got it. Maybe he, he you know. He, he made a two-bedroom flat right now out of a uh, French fry in the backseat. <laughs> yeah, he got a roast motel no, in that car. No, that's the first thing I did. No. He's going to start charging rent. Yeah, well, <laughs> in this economy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, looked, I looked back there, and there wasn't anything back there food-related. I p- passed a little vacuum. <laughs> All the way down. Mm-hmm. Even though I do have a couple hats and shirts back there, which I need to figure out what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. oh, More importantly, one might want to eh, wash those. Maybe. More importantly, guys, I went to the dentist uh-huh. and he told me some bad news. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Stuff that I didn't really know. Um, so my dentist has this like contraption that you put your face into and it takes a scan of your yes. entire face. I think right? I did this when I had like braces. Yeah, it's I did not that an two no, it's like a 3D scan. It's like a 3D scan. And he's really oh. big on airway, like pass, like air passage and he's stuff. He's big on airways. Yeah, like big air guy. Big air guy. Love yeah, when his yeah. Your, your mic breathe. is a little far, a little far away. Oh, anyway, well, off mic coming. Chris Cody yelling across the room. It worked. Now you know Mystery how I feel. Creep. Welcome to Mystery Creep. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, yeah. So they showed my airways, and there was a lot of red, oh. which never is good, not right? Good. Whenever you not see good. something medical and it's red, it's like, ugh. Yeah, we don't want... Right Not now. great. Had to do a sleep test. He came back and said, hey, you sleep like shit. And I was like, brother, I know. That's why I'm here. Like, what's the deal? So he gave me some bad news. He says, your your palate is not collapsed, but very narrow. It's forcing you to breathe out of your nose. Billy, you went to the dentist recently, didn't you? Don't answer that. More importantly, you can come... No, come back and sit down. Billy, no, Billy... Ah, get out of here then. Okay, go sit in Stugatz's So he told me he told mm. me two very pricey options on how to fix my situation. One of them includes... Me getting one of those things that you crank on your palate. He's going to like drill Ooh. it into my palate. Yeah, you showed me a picture of that. It looked very mechanical. It's like a medieval torture device. Who yeah. is this? My dentist. Shout out to Dr. B. Dr. B. Yeah. So he showed me that. That uh, was compounded with the, the archaic machine that opens my palate and then braces for two years. And I'm like, dude, I'm 30. And he's like, brother, you should have had wow. it at 14. And I'm like, blame braces my parents. Braces for two years. Like metal. Bra- not like, like brace face. Like mm. Wow. Yeah, not you know, great. You know when you should have done that and I was thinking about it because I had braces for like five years and mm-hmm. then my bottom got like crooked again because I lost my retainer. Mm. And I was like, man, COVID would have been the perfect time for braces so wow. because yeah. you just have a mask on 24-7. No one would oh, know. Damn. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. And uh, COVID, 
I got Invisalign. Yeah. And now yeah, but you can't. Me. But you can't you see Invisalign. Great. That's the whole point. Yeah. Gotta fix my underbite, but we are we almost there. Yeah. Wow. Salute to my doctor. Tony, do the same thing. You. Thank you. So you sh- do you, my sister. Aww. You should root Tony smile. for another pandemic, and then you could get braces and we no. Should, but no. but yeah, didn't Biden that. just say the pandemic was over? Yeah, he said it last yeah, week. Yeah, but not, that's not that's not, not accurate. Let's head into not accurate. Not, yeah. I'm just I'm just asking. He said the pandemic that's was over. We so did it, Joe. Now I have to. Joe, said it. Wait. So so you went to the dentist to do a sleep study? Yeah. I went to a ENT that had me do a sleep study. Oh. What do you say? An ent tree beard? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that. Lord like, of the Rings. Reference. Uh, nobody knows what that means. No. I know you're new. Aaron knows throat ents through the tree people. Tree beard saves Mary and Pippin. Oh, the trees. Nobody exactly. knows what that means. Oh, the I'm with Scotty you. Pippin. I'm up to date as well on that. Larsa Pippin. Oh yeah. Ooh. No, we you should do a Lord show. Lord of the Rings. Yes, I do. You, my me sister. And Maze, yeah. We're gonna do. We were actually gonna do one this week, but then he's like, me and Amin are doing something. Which, by the way, you guys will be listening to next. Oh wait a minute. He hates Maze though. I do hate Maze. Salute to Maze. I hate you. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do our own then, Juju. Why'd you let Maze? Nah, nah, I, look, Maze is an actual phenomenal producer, and we get along good enough to uh, survive <laughs> on the uh, airwaves. Oh, we all get along good enough. Right. Yeah. That's all we have to do. What you were saying, Billy? I'm sorry I cut you off. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I knew that you and him had a thing, but isn't he in the fantasy league still? Yeah, he texted me early. He was like, hey... Make sure you uh, set the lineups and shit like that. Oh, shut He's so aggravated. Exactly. Yeah. Before the draft, oh, you didn't randomize the draft. I'm like, hey, I'm going to randomize my foot in your ass if you keep texting my phone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. foot, left or right. So, yeah. so wait, Tony, are you going to get braces for two years? I don't know. I'm kind of torn right now. You should do it. I should, right? Is there another, yeah. it's, there's like, health implications, which is why yeah. I probably need to do it. They but always he, say that. They do. No, they that always, is true. Nah. But there's, there's I get links, that. There's links all to gum die. disease and well, Alzheimer's. <laughs> like, your 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 um health of your teeth and your gums is very important to your overall health, especially when you have blocked airways. Yeah, and like I have a Tony. deviated septum too, which oh. is not great. Okay, Gross. so maybe you get the nose job first. You have to get a nose job, and then the oh, braces. N- oh yeah, dude. I mean, dude, this is like your dentist cousin is like the <laughs> nose job person they're gonna send you to. Like this is yeah. super right. like it's an inside insurance job. scam city. Well, no, if they're gonna do insurance Alleged scam, like put me into it. Let me, like I'll be the the Shout guinea pig for B. insurance fraud. But like, let I me have break me yeah. off a little bit. Well, now, yeah. Sh- sh- this is like when you said, don't ask me what I do with my taxes. It's the same situation mm, here. Just no, that's a different z- story. zip it up. Yeah. Don't, don't just so, Tony, are you more on the fence because you're going to be in a lot of pain and, no, it, no, and no. it's very, it's very no, gross? No, it's vanity. No, 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 no. 100% yeah, vanity. No, no, no. It's not that. It's the price. When he explained uh, okay. to me how much the price was and the digits of the price Dude. ended up being five digits, I Dude. was like... Ooh, wait a second. I think I'm good. You gotta actually. talk. You know what yeah. you should do? I sleep. Great. They, they got four digits on. Cross the hall. Feldman's here. See if you can get a braces sponsor. Oh, that's actually oh, yeah. a good idea, Tony. Where's mm-hmm. Feldman? Get Feldman. Yeah, I need it too. Feldman. Who you is Feldman? Feldman? What? Wait. What do you mean, Roy? I yeah, can't sleep I, at night. I went to the dentist as well, and <laughs> I got a little bottom row situation that I'm gonna have to get. But this is my life situation, not a bottom row situation. I can't yeah. breathe. Top and bottom row. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you're yeah. you, hold on. It's not that you can't breathe because your teeth are crooked. Well, no, it's I can't breathe because my palate is collapsed and it's causing my teeth to be. Huh. Oh, well, if it isn't Mark is Tank himself. Yeah, hey. Come over here. We, we got to talk. Brace oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go in, in the building. Yeah, get, get over there. Yeah, get uh-huh. dance you yeah. over there. Yeah. Anyways, so, long story short, it ended up being a, a very large amount. Did you do an at-home sleep study or what? Yeah, kind I, of did, sleep? I did. I did. I did not home. I don't like those. annoying. I wanted to. So I annoying. wanted to go somewhere. I felt like I was an ET and have people like staring at you. Yeah, I would have been fine with that. I don't oh. care. What am Feldman, I? Feldman, we have a 
a, a pitch for you, I guess you could. Well, say. I don't know. If, I don't know how, about, how much of a pitch it is. <laughs> yeah, Tony, he's already annoyed. Look at this—an impromptu I'm, Mark Tank. I'm super nervous about this. Oh, well, well, why is that? Speaking to the mic, by the way. Can I call you the fail dog? Can I call you the fail dog? The feral dog. Fell dog. Yeah. A lot of do a lot of a lot of say people say Bizarro Kramer from Seinfeld. Okay, <laughs> I can oh. see it. He was Feldman. That's okay. yeah, yeah, Feldman. Yeah. yeah. I was going more call back. Corey Feldman. Feldman. Have you seen his latest video? I have not seen Corey Feldman's latest video. I'm gonna shoot to the link, my Dear brother. Lord. It's probably why, not great. Why have you? Because I listen to certain podcasts. Uh, I don't know if I could mention other podcasts. No, I you can't. To, you can't. No, no, not unless they're DraftKings no. sponsored. Yes. Exactly. Mondo. And we make fun of Corey Feldman all the time. Ah, we. Are you on this podcast? The Two Corys was a very good show. Anybody see the two, Co- the, the two Corys? It was Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Oh, I heard it was. It was really good. Yes, sir. Uh, good. I never saw mm. it, though. Well, Take yeah, it away, Tony. You can't watch it. So Tony is having issues with his teeth and his sleeping, and he went to the dentist, and they assessed the issues, and they told him that he may need a lot of dental work done, including braces, and unfortunately, it's going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So we're asking if, if you know of any maybe plastic surgeons or dental surgeons or dentists or orthodontists who maybe want to sponsor Tony's journey to better teeth health. Or dental, like maybe I mean, Invisalign. Invisalign or I've got a buddy at Invisalign. So Mark, yeah, here's, here's, here's the sitch. Here's the sitch. Everybody wants some. My bottom is, is a little. Yeah, yeah, really as well. We're not talking about you and right now. And his teeth too. What? That's it, yeah. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> what? Hmm. Wow. It's, it's okay. We don't, have, we don't have an HR department. It doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah, that's no, right. go to Hildy. Listen, Mark, Dr. B said that Invisalign wouldn't work for me, which I think may be a scam. I'm not 100% sure. But he says I need the medieval torture device for sure. But the Invisalign, oh, he's like, Oh, the eh. thing on the side that like pulls like you your teeth? Pull? Oh, yeah. 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 No. Not, only, not only will I have that in my mouth drilled to my palate, it's going to make all my teeth separate. So I'm going to look super goofy. I remember, mm. man, growing up, like Ooh, walking wow. into the orthodontist office where you saw like the uh, the little mannequin heads that had all the different examples of those devices on top of them, and you were always looking at them like, God, I hope that's not the one that I have. Well, to that's do. the one that I have to do. Wow. I, I, don't know. I don't know if Invisalign has that, but my daughter, my oldest daughter, has braces now. She just got them about three months ago. Yeah. And she's got to have that. How old that, is she? She's 12. Okay, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my point. That's It's more yeah, my parents' fault. It. Yeah. yeah, it's more Maybe my parents', parents fault than anything. It's unfortunate. Thanks, Mom. Your parents let you down. You know, my Did, sleep study, they said they needed to laser things into my, like, in my nose to, like, like uh, scrape them down. Oh, yeah, that's we talked about this. Yeah. I said, no, thank you. I'll keep snoring. <laughs> no, you guys ever doesn't bother me. It only bothers your wife. done of your teeth for, like, Braces are like yeah, a retainer. Yeah, yeah. Because they sent me mine, like the mold of my teeth. Original teeth? What the hell do I... No, my current teeth. Oh, okay. What am I supposed to do with that? It's just a model of my teeth. I think it's for I your, it to you. in your my records. Apartment. Yeah, just records. I just put it there. Like, I, I leave it in the in the cabinet. So, like, when anyone comes over and opens the cabinet, my teeth are just there. Yeah. Put it on the mantle. Yeah. So, I've got a good story about that, actually. Tied it, kind of derailing this conversation. I apologize. Nah. Well, it no, we don't do No derailment. So, um... My daughter recently learned that there was no tooth fairy, and oh, she, 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 she. Wait, what? I, she I found, just recently learned. She found I was the teeth, the, the teeth that we were keeping because yeah, my we kept them. My we kept them. It's weird, what? right? And she, she opened the drawer. She's like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Yeah, that looks really weird." You would expect just to see it in wet hands, but like maybe not Wow. Don't panic. Yeah. These are your so teeth. So note to self, for the parents out there. Throw away the teeth. Just throw the teeth away. Yeah. Just throw the teeth away. It's creepy. Uh, Daddy, are you Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. <laughs> the Zodiac Killer is Mark bone Feldman. collector. Billy, what do you think? 
I don't, I, I don't Invisalign. know. Yeah, Invisalign. Invisalign. Uh, Smile Direct Club, too. <laughs> they, used to, they used to do a bunch though. of podcasts. With that option. Well, that do is for me horrifying. Yeah, that's not a good <laughs> That, that gets we like into US my palate. to sponsor are these that. Your, are these your teeth? or this is No, no, that's just an example that he had. Juju, I'm going to send this to you so you can make this. We could have like a tool company, like Home Depot. Like a tool company going in and. A welder? Can we get welders? Yeah. A local welders union? fitters. I, I wonder if Stu Gans is still gonna local uh, 187 in welders union college game day in Tony's mouth built by the Home Depot. <laughs> hey, fell down. I got a question. I got an important question for you, fell down. Yeah, it's two for real. No. <laughs> uh, I enjoy him. I, I like him. I think he's good. I think he's gonna be a good player. PPR, well, right. not I mean, he 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 beat, he, he beat <laughs> hey, out Jalen Hurts, right? Hey, he beat uh, out Jalen Hurts. I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, that one time. That one time. until Jalen Hurts seemed to bail him out in right. the. Uh, yeah, SEC championship game. Yeah, I like it. Here's some, a mean rule of two with Anthony Mays. Transition. baby we are back and star wars said it's back too and i am thrilled this is rule of two my name is darth amin i'm joined as always by my apprentice the padawan anthony mays aka darth corn puzzle the star wars series andor has finally dropped and they dropped three episodes pretty much like a little movie there like an hour and a half of content there, Maze. That's what I really enjoyed about it. I thought I would just dip my toes, watch maybe the first episode, come back, watch the other two a little bit later. But that first episode ended, I had no choice. I had to keep going. I had to watch the next one. Same result with episode two. And it was a beautiful little three episode arc. It worked really well. It sewed up nicely there at the end, and we're underway. And we still haven't even seen any Imperials yet. How about that? Holding the cards close to the vest. Let me just start with saying, before this came out, there was a lot of rumors and interviews and stuff like that where we're getting a vibe of what it was going to be like. I know, Maze, you got a Tony Gilroy interview you want to reference I just know he said one thing. There will be no fan service in this series. And, you know, sometimes you think, man, they're just saying that shit. And then they end up like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Han Solo showed up, you know? Mm -hmm. But at least through three episodes, there was zero fan service. It reached the point where I'm watching, like, is anyone else going to like this? Because I like it, but this is very, very outside of the Skywalker saga kind of what we've accustomed to know about Star Wars. It's a very niche part of the story. There is no mysticism. And all the reasons I love Rogue One and Ors has lived up to it in the first three episodes. Yes. Normally, when we do Rule of Two, we spend a decent amount of time talking about things like Easter eggs mm -hmm. and references to previous films or stories in the Star Wars universe, how they're reintegrating these things into the new content. That is not this show. Mm. This show has its own story, has its own 
characters that it wants to dive into. And the thing that I love about it so much is that it's firmly within the Star Wars universe, but it is not dependent on referring to previous Star Wars works. Yeah. I guess if you've watched Rogue One, it gives you a vibe of who Cassian is. Gives you a little bit more curiosity. Okay, like, how did he get to be how he was? But you're right, Maze. You could have not watched Rogue One. Literally could not have watched anything other than the original trilogy. And I think you could watch this series and be like, okay, I I, kind of get what's going on. Where do you want to go right here? Do you want to talk about some of the cast and crew? Let's talk about cast and crew. Yeah. This episode, these first three episodes were directed by Toby Haynes. He'll be back for episodes 8, 9, and 10. He did the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror, the Reichenbach Fall episode of Sherlock, and five episodes of Doctor Who. So he's a British TV director. It was created and written by Tony Gilroy, and he's the guy that we really need to talk about the most. He, of course, came in and cleaned up Rogue One. He's famously known for Michael Clayton and the Bourne trilogy. And so there was a great interview with him on the Watch podcast this week where he said a lot of exciting things. He felt like he had a lot of room to breathe with this show. Mm. Normally, he feels confined to the 128 pages of a movie script. And in a 12-episode season, 24-episode show, he gets to dive into the minutiae and not be forced to zoom through this right? just to hit the plot points. One of the reasons that he's able to do this is because he had a lot of cachet coming off of Rogue One, which we know was very successful. It was successful both financially and critically. I think you and I agree, I mean, that it is the best piece of Star Wars content to come out since the original trilogy. Maybe The Mandalorian is up there as well. Certainly the best since Disney took over. And he's not here for a check. He's not here to do fan service. He had a story he wanted to tell, and he made points to call out and recognize Luke Hull, the production designer. He referred to him as Mozart-like, and I have to agree, the production design is something that I'm excited to talk to you about. Right. Producer Sana Wallenberg, and they both worked on Chernobyl. We've got a lot of Chernobyl DNA in the show, as well as Mohan Leo and TJ Falls and Visual Effects, who worked on Rogue One with him. High praise for his collaborators, and this is really a labor of love. When I went to see Rogue One, its premiere, you know, like when you go into the premiere, you walk, you walk through the red carpet, you go inside, you got to turn in your phone, and then you got to sit there, and and all that's on the screen, they don't do previews or anything like that. They just have a live feed of the interviews that are happening on the red carpet. And I remember everyone who was involved with Rogue One, they all talked about being so excited to be in Star Wars and how they couldn't believe it, and then, like, that fades... And it's replaced with, holy shit, I'm in Star Wars. I can't fuck this up. That's a very real feeling. So I've said this before about other Star Wars shows that we've done. You can tell when the filmmakers have a reverence for what they are doing versus just doing whatever they want to do. And the the reverence is very, very obvious here, even though, as Mays pointed out, there were very little Easter eggs in any of this. There were almost no characters other than Cassian, who we recognized we had even heard of. It's a pretty incredible feat to create brand new stuff within not only an existing universe, but also a very tight window here, Mays. We're talking Age of Empire, but... Before Rogue One. So it's five BBY. Right. Five years before the Battle of Yavin. It definitely comes across. And it really is exciting. Because I think a lot of people, 
think, man, like you got to do the same stuff that everyone's done. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, no, I want new characters. I want new stories. I just don't want them to tread over things that already existed. And here comes my obligatory kicking out of Kenobi one more time. Oh. Just one more. It's one more. You wish you knew how to quit shitting on Kenobi. Me and my kids, in order to get ready for this last weekend, we watched Rogue One again. We hadn't watched it in a few years. Let's rewatch Rogue One just to get brushed up on the character and his characteristics and all that. And got to the scene where the Rebellion finds out, hey, Jin Erso and these guys, they took off. They're fighting on Scarif. Admiratus has left. He's going to go support them. What are we doing? Mon Mothra says, all right, everyone go support them, whatever. And she grabs Bail Organa and she says, Your friend, the Jedi. He served me well during the Clone Wars and has lived in hiding since the Emperor's Purge. Yes, I will send for him. Boom. Case closed, man. You're not in hiding if you're out here fighting Darth Vader three times. You're not in hiding if you're coming over to Alderaan for a squatch. This is not hiding. One last time. Thank you, Kenobi. And thank everybody who made the decisions to make it the way it was. Maybe that's a little too harsh. All right. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm very passionate about my Star Wars, people. Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally, and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party, because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. All right. So now the cast, Diego Luna, of course, returns as casting Andor. He's our one tether to Rogue One so far. He's got a new nickname. Kata. Or is that his real name? Oh, that's true. We don't know, and Cassian is just what developed out of it. I like that theory that's floating around there. Yeah. You know Diego from Narcos Mexico, Itumama Tambien, Milk, If Beale Street Could Talk. We know Cassian is a hero of the rebellion who's not afraid to get his hands dirty, and that is echoed in this show when we first see him looking for his sister at a brothel, and he ends up murdering two men that try and rob him. So... That carries over almost directly from the character we know and love from Rogue One. Right. First three episodes consist of him trying to secure safe passage off of Ferex, which we'll talk about in a little bit, to elude capture for his crimes. We also get flashbacks to his childhood on Canari, and we learn that he's an adopted refugee. So what do you think of our introduction to Cassian's origin story here, I mean? I should say... This episode, it starts with what I began to realize very quickly. This is Star Wars for adults, man. He's walking into this red light district like it's Amsterdam with the hookers in the windows. The bubbles, yeah. And he walks into a brothel. At first, like, that's a bar. But then the lady comes out and says, oh, can I help you? What are you looking for? And I'm like, oh, shit. This guy's at a whorehouse watching this with my kids. And, of course, he is the hero of this story. 
and we've we've gotten a lot of like pure heroes out of many of these Disney Star Wars vehicles. But here comes Cassian. He walks out the brothel. He gets taken down by these two guys who, yes, they're harassing him and they're asshole cops. But at the end of the day, like eh, they didn't do much. And he inadvertently kills one, and then says, "Well, shit, <laughs> this has to go." He shoots the other in the face, Maze, and I mm-hmm. was like, "Okay, dark." Adult themes. So there's that part of it that was like, oh, wow. And then the other part of it is his background, where I think we all, at least I did, I imagined him growing up on some planet that was occupied by the Empire, kind of like Saw Gerrera, you know, like mm-hmm. most of the rebels. Sick and tired of the Empire shit. But we find out Canari is like this weird, uninhabited anymore planet due to a mining disaster, a real one, not like what they called Jeddah in Rogue One. Well, is it though? I think that's still up for debate. I think that we might learn more about that, but continue. We know that there are no adults? Yes. And so my question for that is, because young Casa is living in the woods, settlement run by children, Lord of the Flies style. And so I ask you, I mean, are those orphans of the dead miners that have escaped into the woods or are they the original inhabitants of the planet that has been overrun by this mining corporation. I think it's the latter. They're a very rudimentary, primitive society, Ewok-like, which is, again, another weird thing. Like, usually in Star Wars, humanoid races are sophisticated. They have speeders, they have blasters, you know, they have space travel, right? Even if you think about the episode of Mandalorian where the villagers are being terrorized by some bandits who've gotten a hold of an AT-AT. Oh, yes. The classic Xena warrior princess episode of Mandalorian. Which they never came back, right? Like, didn't we think that was going to be a love interest, but <laughs> never appeared again? They just wrote them out. Even that society, as primitive as they were, or, or agrarian society, they were familiar with blasters. They knew what that thing was. They just didn't have one. They were just poor, in other words. But this society is closer to, like, Ewoks, spears, and blow darts, and... It's very rudimentary to the point where when Cassian enters the crashed ship to investigate, he is, A, in awe of all this technology around him, but B, he is shocked and surprised by his reflection. Mm -hmm. So even a mirror is something like, I'm not saying he's never seen before. He didn't sound like he thought that was someone else over there. He knew that was him. But it was something where it's like, I haven't seen a mirror in years. My, how I've aged. I look so different. Yeah, that's why I kind of think that it's all the parents got killed. I don't think they were slaughtered. I think they died of some sort of... Well, there was allegedly a mining accident that released toxins. Right. So I think that all their parents were miners that died. See, I think all their parents were natives who the toxins inadvertently infected. It kills adults. For whatever reason, children are immune. But... Most importantly, I don't think these kids understand the connection of why the adults all died. Because they didn't approach this thing with anger or hostility. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like, what's going on here? You know, Let's look around until their leader got shot and then they went crazy, right? That's why I don't think it's something direct like, oh, mom and dad died in an accident while they were at work. Mm-hmm. One, because the technology just seems to be way too primitive. And also, reminder, they don't speak basic. Right. Basic is what English is in Star Wars. They speak Canari. That was what was really interesting about all of these flashback scenes was that there's absolutely no translation. It's all communicated wordlessly. They're speaking their own tongue. And when they go to investigate the ship, 
all the passengers of the ship have yellow faces and appear to be poisoned. So mm-hmm. do you think that's them coming into contact with the Canary atmosphere? Yes, I think that's exactly that. And they all have gas masks on. Mm-hmm. And we know later on when Marva, who's the woman that eventually adopts, abducts Cassian, like that's, we'll get on that later. A little bit of both. <laughs> They're aware of the toxic nature of Canary. They enter with masks on and it isn't until the little droid gives them the all clear that there are no toxins in the air so yeah i think that's how those people died one of the passengers has a sigil that appears to be the separatist emblem but later marva says that the republic is closing in on the wreckage so i mean did you read that as the ship being a republic ship or a separatist ship (sighs) That was very confusing because even in the reviews I saw, people were saying separatists, but clearly there's a Republic ship going on. This is during the Clone Wars. My guess is it is a separatist ship that had been attacked by a Republic ship and then ended up crashing on this Republic-held planet. But again, that would contradict what Marva says about we got to get out of here because once they see they killed one of their people— they're just going to kill the kid. I don't know. That needs some clarity there. Yeah, I read it similarly. I thought that the Republic was coming in to confirm the kill, essentially, <laughs> and make sure that nothing got out. But we'll see if we go back to Canari. We'll see if we develop this past plotline a little bit more. I'm definitely intrigued by it. But this whole sequence on Canari was a great, great origin for Cassian. And the way that it all sews together with... Marva bringing him on the ship with him boarding the ship with the next guy we're going to talk about, which is Luthen Rael, and the look on his face as he is taken to yet another world. That was a great, great ending of episode three. Stellan Skarsgård, Papa Skarsgård, plays Luthen Rael. He's most recently been in Dune and Chernobyl, but he's one of the greatest Scandinavian actors of all time. He is the potential buyer of Cassian's MacGuffin. A MacGuffin, of course, I mean, is the Imperial NS9 Starpath Navigational Unit. And he travels to Ferrix to buy this piece of equipment. He's impressed with Cassian's work, especially how he's able to just walk into Imperial bases and take what he wants. During the transaction, it is revealed that he is a recruiter looking to stoke the rebellion against the Empire. I mean, yep, the device that May speaks of basically it gives you all the logs of all the hyperspace routes and stuff like that. And if it's plugged in on your ship, you appear as an Imperial ship. So it's not only a great cloaking device for a smuggler, but also a great way to figure out where everyone's going, where the Imperial hyperspace routes are, and all that. I imagine in the next couple of episodes, Maze, we're going to get some of the flashback stuff from Luthen's life because the trailers have him sometimes looking as rough and rugged as he is when he meets Cassian in the warehouse. And sometimes he looks very splendid in mm-hmm. very elegant robes and his hair is a little bit longer and, and curly and flowing. And he's out here kissing dignitaries and mm. Mon Mothma is one of them. So, I think we're going to get a little bit of back and forth there as far as his past, which I believe is probably he's from Coruscant or some other more developed planet like that. But we don't know much. All we know is that he seems to know a lot about Cassian. Now, here's a question, Maze. He says, your father was hung in the square 
Is he talking about the guy that was with Marva? I didn't catch his name. Clem? Yeah, Clem Andor. I thought I saw him running around outside Marva's place when the security shows up. Right. I thought so too, but... I'm not positive on that. Might have just been another black guy. (laughs) It's possible. I thought that was him, so I guess we'll get some more development on that. Luthen also drops the line in referring to the Empire. Their arrogance is remarkable, isn't it? They don't even think about us. Yeah. Sets the tone for the rebellion that is brewing. Adria Ariona plays Bix Colleen. You might know her from Good Omens, previous cinephobe Six Underground, Irma Vep, the new father of the bride with Andy Garcia and Morbius. Oh, man. She's a mechanic and parts harvester. There's definite serious tension with Cassian. I mean, (laughs) oh, I can feel it all the way in my plums. There's also that line where Marva says, all your women. Yeah. (laughs) Starts listing them off. Yep. Bix is part of the underground network of traders on Ferex. She's the one who makes the call to Luthen. She's dating Tim Carlo, who's played by James McArdle. Oh, Tim. She even visits him for a late night booty call. We're getting booty calls on Star Wars. Again, this is very, like, I was like, oh, my God. What's Because she comes over, and I'm like, okay, she's coming over. So what? And then, like, when she opens her jacket up mm-hmm. to reveal her chest not bare but like you know she puts it out there i'm like okay and so then i started thinking like has there ever been like a sex scene in star wars because they kiss and i'm like oh and then i'm like oh no they've kissed in star wars before but i'm like no this is like a different kind of kiss yeah this ain't like it ain't like the closed mouth kiss that we get you know this is like you saw a little tongue kind of yum 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 and i'm like okay then i was like have we ever had a sex scene in star wars and i'm looking at my kids like what's happening here and they go to the bedroom and then i was like oh you know what they could do they could just cut to like oh we're in bed but like, no they wouldn't do that and sure enough they cut to her in bed and he's sitting there like cuck o'leary in the yeah. chair just staring at her couldn't sleep she gets up and maze She's not wearing any pants. No, she's not. And I don't know if she's wearing any underwear either because I don't see any evidence. Even though you can't see her privates, it looks bare butt ass naked from the side like that. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, yo, this is definitely adult Star Wars. As adult as it's ever been. It's another level, certainly. And Tim is quite jealous of Cassian. Doesn't help that Bix keeps lying to him by saying that she needs to run errands. But this leads Tim to snitch and call the security guys that we'll talk about in a minute. And also buy a boat named Live Live Forever, I mean. (laughs) No, he definitely, but yes and no, right? Like, yes, he did that. I'm like, all right, well, he's not long for this world. But the way he went out did surprise me. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But you said he snitched? Tim snitched? Who did he snitch to? Oh, he snitched to Kyle Soler, who plays Cyril Karn. He's a British stage and television actor making his mainstream coming out party. He's British? Almost everyone in this show is British. I mean, here I was, I was like, oh, finally, someone with an American accent here. No, 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 no. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, get him up out of here. All right. Well, Cyril Karn is super cop, basically. So remember the beginning where Cassian kills the two shitty cops? The chief inspector says, Make it go away, basically. Sweep it under the rug. I don't want to tell the Empire about this. What's happening here, Morlana 1 and the whole Preox thing, if you remember in Empire Strikes Back, 
how Lando Calrissian was like, hey, we got this nice little mining operation here and it flies under the Empire's radar, which we now know to have been a lie. But the idea is this. These systems where there is industry, a lot of times there are companies that kind of run everything because Empire can't be everywhere at all times. They don't give a shit. Like as long as you got order in your system and you're paying your taxes and your, your tribute, they don't give a shit. So the old Priox Morlana system, the whole thing is a company and they've got this industry over here and they have to have their own security force, their own police. These are not Imperials. These are not stormtroopers. These are somehow worse than stormtroopers, Maze. Yeah, man. <laughs> these are rent-a-cops. These are mall cops of the galaxy. Like most mall cops, they have like an inflated sense of self-worth that they derive from harassing people. People who are not looking for harassment. And that's why those two guys died. Chief Inspector knows this. So he tells Cyril, because we can't have the Empire thinking we don't have our shit together. It's just easier for us to say, yeah, like, you know, some unfortunate shit and make it go away. But Cyril is one of those principled people. And these are our brothers and we have to do everything within our power and blah, blah, blah. And so he doesn't let it go. He goes full speed ahead investigating this. Eventually, they track down Cassian through a bunch of leads, search their archives of the ships that left, and da-da-da-da. Long story short, they get it. They find out where Cassian is. They put out the APB. That's how Tim snitches. He sees the note, and he calls in to the security HQ. Now, Maze, this is the interesting part. All the review people that I know and love and follow, like Star Wars Theory and Screen Rant and stuff like that, they all got the vibe that Cyril is conflicted about what they're doing and is this right? And they try to apprehend Cassian and, and a bunch of guys die. He may feel conflicted about their role. I didn't get that vibe at all. Not even a little bit. The vibe I got, let me see if you're with me on this, is that Cyril is a desk jockey who has risen due to his stick to and attention to detail and all that, but really has very little field action. So when the sergeant says, you coming with us? He's like, um, yeah. And the sergeant's like, yeah, it'll be good morale and all that stuff. But you could tell this dude is scared shitless. And so as they're going through the shit in the field, that's the shock of, oh shit, man, I'm way in over my head. I completely agree. He's got delusions of grandeur. He's got a real self-righteousness to him. I don't think that there's a single doubt that he's doing the right thing, mm -hmm. quote unquote, in these episodes. Yes, he's absolutely green. He's not prepared for combat. There's that great moment where he gives that absolutely dull, uninspiring speech to rally the troops. Mm -hmm. He's cowering in the doorway when Cassian pops up behind him. And then gives up everything. Immediately. Uh, there's 14 of us. There's 12 soldiers and two officers or whatever. He's a fantastic antagonist, and I have a feeling he's going to get harshly reprimanded by his superior whenever this guy comes back for just making it a way bigger mess. Sure. But he's got the most punchable face in the galaxy, I mean. Absolutely. And I get the vibe of this is a guy who now is not going to let this thing go as a result. Not only did cost men their lives and also humiliated him in person, but also now got me in trouble with my superior officer. This is a dude who's not going to let it go, I, I don't think. And yes, his face is incredibly punchable. I don't think that he'll necessarily have success because this is Cassian's story after all, but Cyril definitely strikes me as the guy who could eventually rise to be one of those grade-A douches 
in the Imperial Command. Yeah, ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau, which is the secret police, the KGB, if you will, of the Empire. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next up, we got Fiona Shaw as Marva Andor. You know her from Killing Eve. She's Aunt Petunia in the Harry Potter movies. Fleabag. She was the leader of the Wiccan sex cult in True Blood. Oh, yes. She's Cassian's adopted mother who was a scavenger in the past and now refuses to turn on the heat in her home. She's fantastic. I absolutely love her. And she dropped the gem line of the first three episodes which is when everybody's banging on the metal, that's what a reckoning sounds like. You want it to stop, but it just keeps coming. That was a great line. And that whole ringing, we haven't really touched on that, that when these Priox Morlana security brigade descend on the city, the entire city is coordinated in ringing and banging these bells all over. And you might say, well, why is it so kind of rudimentary? The reason why is because, as we've seen, your comms can get hacked. And indeed, that's what Luton tells Cassian. Mm-hmm. He says, give me your comms, and he crushes it because this is a liability. Don't carry anything you can't control. Exactly. The city has a way of communicating so people know we're on the alert. Ironically, Maze, when I work for the Suns, when Robert Sarver would arrive at the arena or in the building. Ah, topical. The security guys had a code. And the code was the goldfish is in the bowl. Because Robert had a way of like just walking into random places and be like, why is this like this? Great example. In the son's locker room, you have the video room. That's where the video coordinators are. It's a bunch of, at the time, DVRs and DVD racks and stuff like that and TVs. It's a very small room. It's a dungeon. There are no windows. They're just screens. In the back of the video room, there is a makeshift locker room. And when I say makeshift, I mean, it's just a little space that they walled off on the other side and they put some old leftover wooden lockers that you might find from like the YMCA in there. And that's where the video coordinators would hang all their shit, right? Our practice gear and all that stuff. Robert would walk into that back area, which literally no one would ever go into unless you were specifically going there to change and then ask why it was so messy. So 
whenever he was in the building, it was a risk for everybody. So they would send the code out by banging on these proverbial bells by saying the goldfish is in the building. Dave Chapman is the droid B2 Emo, which might be the most absurd droid name in the history of Star Wars to me. Yeah, they thought of Chopper, who is C110P, and if you spell that out, C1-10P, it looks like C, a really big H0P, chop Chopper. Like, oh, that's that's pretty witty. And like, well, well, let's do one of ours. What if he's like emo and we call him B2EMO? <laughs> uh, a little too on the nose there, boys. So Dave Chapman was one of the three puppeteers who performed BB-8 in the latest trilogy. And we see B2EMO in his prime in the flashbacks, as well as a more worn, glitchier version in the present. And he needs an extra charge in order to lie. I mean, which I really liked that concept this brings me to something very interesting maze about this show it's a show of lying the amount of lying in this show deception lies deception Deception. we'll be hearing from him soon enough so it makes sense cassian telling his buddy brasso to lie and tell him what lie to say and brasso giving him a better lie back Cassian telling B2 Emo to lie and B2 Emo having problems with lying the chief inspector telling Cyril to lie Bix lying to Tim Cassian trying to compel Zen, the transport guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone is incentivized to lie and deceive in this show. It's a very central theme. Even if you think about Cassian searching for his sister, and when he asks the madam at the brothel what was the name she gave, the madam looks at him incredulously and says, nobody gives their real name here. Everybody lies. This is a show where, buckle up, people, Everything is under false pretenses. This is the dirty, gritty underside of the rebellion. And even Luthen, if you think about it, he's there under the auspices to buy this device, but really he reveals, no, no, I came for you. I don't give a shit about the box. Absolutely. Luthen's got a great advanced scouting department to identify potential rebels. You mentioned Brasso. Joplin Subtain plays Brasso, and we got Gary Beadle as Clem Andor, Marva's husband scavenging partner from the past i wonder if we'll stay on ferrix going forward clearly we're following cassian off world but another thing tony gilroy mentioned in his interview on the watch was that there's 192 speaking parts in this show damn so it's going to have a massive scope we're going to be going all over and it'll be interesting to see if we come back to ferrix or if we're able to get bix off of Ferrix. Right. I have to believe that she comes back, given that she has a past relationship with Cassian that we've established, not only professional, but also... <laughs> but also, as we alluded to earlier, her man Tim died, and he didn't die like a bitch. Uh, he didn't die on some sucker shit. Didn't he? No, he didn't, man. Like, he ran... He ran right into a gunshot. I would say that's not the strongest way to die. It's not smart, but it is, it is brave. Because the police, being the police, they've roughed her up. He walks down and sees her bleeding, says, Bix, and like, let her go. What are you guys doing? You're like, this is this is abuse. And the cop says, get back, keep walking, whatever. And he stops in that moment, and he thought about it, Maze. He thought about bitching out and being like, oh, I guess I'll just go home and I'll see you later. But then he was like, no, man, that's my girl. What are y'all doing? And then he charged, and then the, the other one, the other doofus in the back who reminded me of, what was the guy in The Wire? 
who also has a punchable face. Prez? Yes, Prez, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that you mention it, yes, Cyril really does look like Prez Belusky. Yeah, he looks like Prez Belusky, but in this case, this other rent-a-cop does the Prez Belusky thing, which is in the wire, he hit a kid, I believe, on the ear, right? Pistol whipped him or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. The kid goes deaf in the ear. They take him off the street and they put him behind on a desk as a result. In this case, it's just shot, shot the dude. And so he has his rifle taking him in and tell him, you're driving now. Go get the ship. Which, of course, thanks to Brasso, is tied to some junk and ends up crashing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brasso. That's a real friend right there, ladies and gentlemen. So I think we're going to see Bix again for those reasons, right? Like, this can't be just something in his past. Will she survive at all? Probably not. But I think we're going to see more of her. Let's talk a little bit about the look of the show. Mm -hmm. That's been not the main thing holding us back from previous Star Wars series, but a big complaint of ours has been how obvious it is when we're in the volume due to the circular nature of the frame, how much of the production design is reliant upon digital effects. And I have to say the look and feel just of Ferrix here felt like a real place. I couldn't believe it. How much incredibly descriptive detail there was in just about every corner of this planet. Again, Because I'm on this plateau for all time. Compare and contrast with Obi-Wan, with the terrible CGI, when they had the whole attack on Fortress Inquisitorius. Compare and contrast with the look of Boba Fett with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers speeders. It was so incongruent. This not only looked cool and real, because they used a lot of actual stuff as opposed to CGI, but also it looked in place, right? Canary looked like Canary should have looked. Ferrix looks like Ferrix should have looked. And people in Ferrix look like people who would live in a place like this. Working class people, clocking in, grabbing their gloves off a wall, having to hear like that Flintstones whistle. Yeah. Woo! How about that hammer guy? Yeah. Let's talk about him for a minute. He was in the zone. He loves his job. Stu, my God-given abilities allow me to do every single day, man. Do what you love, and you'll never work a day, right? And then all the computer terminals, the way that the scrapyards looked, even when we go back to Morlana headquarters, that looked fantastic. I love the detail of... Cyril adapting his own uniform and his looks a little different because he customized it because that's the type of guy he is. Uh There was just lots of little moments, little things that we saw that added a lot of depth to this story, which was very patient and very unlike the rushed nature of the previous shows we've done. Mm -hmm. So Maze, let's go back there. I want to ask you the question I asked at the beginning. I really haven't looked around at too much reaction, particularly on social media, but do people like this or is this too inside? Is this too deliberate? From what I can tell, the reaction has been strong, but I think that if there are people out there who were writing for Obi-Wan, this might not be what they're looking for. These are not the shows you're looking for. Right. So while it's pretty clear to us that this is a cut above and just a very different experience i'm not sure necessarily that the mainstream will latch on as strongly as we have right 
It's a very gritty show. I mean, you mentioned several times the adult nature of it. What was your kids' reaction? They liked it. They were enthralled. They weren't bored at all. My kids are the type that start talking if they're not paying attention. So they were into it. The twins needed some explaining of things. Like they didn't understand what was happening between Cyril and the chief inspector. Mm -hmm. They didn't understand what was happening between Cyril and the sergeant. Like when the sergeant's like, finally, at last, someone takes this stuff seriously, da da da. And pockets of fomenting. They needed to explain to them that these aren't Imperials, little things like that. But for the most part, they got it. Like the flashbacks, not only did they get it, but like, <laughs> My kid was like, oh, that's a good transition. You know how they kept mirroring like wow. what was happening in the past with what was happening in the present? Yeah, my kid was like, ooh. Real eye for editing already. I like it. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, man, they liked it. And they're excited for it. I think my favorite little detail that was revealed, and one of the things that we have to comment on, is the lack of explicit exposition. Yes, this show does a great job of showing, not telling. The fact that they can do an entire flashback essentially without words and it works is a triumph. But there's the moment where Marva and Clem bring Cassian aboard the ship and we see Clem use the pop-out storage locker and we realize that Cassian has been sleeping in that ship, which is lying in a salvage yard the whole time. Yes. That was a beautiful unspoken connection to how important that ship is to him and how thankful he is probably for the new life that he was given. In a weird way, I was like, he kind of took it in stride. Maybe next episode we'll see him once he got his bearings, how he actually felt. But him waking up and was like, oh yeah, so we're flying. It was like, he kind of took it in stride that these people just kidnapped him. You were expecting a little more <laughs> screaming and resistance yeah ah! you know like i'm I'm flying where am i <laughs> yeah this is kind of weird also there's a planet what's the planet that marva tells him we tell people we're from fest fest which made me think of star wars celebration i'm always interested when they bring up planet names are these new names are these new planets or have they been mentioned anywhere else so we got four planets mentioned we got fest canari Ferrix, and we got Morlana one. Oh, and Wobani. Yes, there's a brief reference to Wobani. Yeah, are we doing that Wobani run? Which is where Cassian finds Jyn Erso in Rogue One. Yes, it is a detention center planet. It is a prison planet. You're right. That's exactly where the rebellion breaks Jyn Erso out. Another mild Easter egg maze was when they're reading Andor's rap sheet. Right when they're like, oh, we got a lead here, Cassian Andor assaulting, da da da, resisting, da da da. It reminded me of when the rebels read Jin Erso her rap sheet to her. Mm -hmm. You know, when they first bring her to Yavin Four, assaulting, whatever, resisting arrest, and she's like, what, what are we doing here? So there's there's a couple of little mild Easter eggs. The town that they are on in Ferrix, all the signs are in Arabish, and if you translate them, they say things like parts screens droids repair all types of the only place that doesn't have like a very generic thing is zan's i don't know what that is ticket office or whatever you want to call him it says zan the other thing was the guy that andor owes money to mm -hmm. and he gets the other guy to act as muscle for him i like that my kids like that too we, we had a good laugh at the whole when he turns around, he says, what, what did he tell you? He's like, well, he told me just to stand here. Yep. So he's like, okay, so he's not your muscle. You're just, you're trying to intimidate me. 
that was a nice little exchange. But also, I like how they're painting this picture that Cassian, everyone he's getting favors off of is kind of like this guy's full of shit, right? The guy in the shipyard where he sees him switching out the logs is like, what are you doing? You know, and he says, don't come by here anymore. Like, everyone kind of knows this dude's full of shit. Yes, Cassian, like I said, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's living kind of a schemer life. He's borrowing ships and going to commit crimes. He's holding out on Bix with some valuable equipment that he apparently just walked right into an Imperial base to get. He's kind of a sketchy character, and that holds true to the guy we know from Rogue One who understands that not everything is going to be neat and tidy. I mean, I'm going to ask you, we got nine episodes of this. I really loved the initial three drop. I thought it was really effective, but are you excited to go more granular in the future week by week? Yeah. I like that we get like, we've set it up. At first I was like three episodes is too much, but I haven't watched it and it ends with him leaving Ferrix. This is the basis for the story that's going to come. Also discovering that it wasn't going to be six episodes because that was my other worry. Mm-hmm. Was that this was going to be, all right, we're already halfway done. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know that we've got a little bit of a run in, ahead of us here where we're going to get to focus on him fighting the Empire, which is presumably what we came here for. I'm excited to meet Mon Mothma. I'm excited to learn about Luthen Ryle's other life. And I'm really just excited to live in this world. And the imps. I want to know about the imps, man. That's right. The main villains that we've seen in all the trailers, the blonde woman, the old dudes giving a toast, you know. Those are the people that I'm curious about. I'm sure, as I said, Cyril will rise again somewhere, somehow. No offense, Priox Morlana, but I'm here for some imp action. Absolutely. And also Bix. I want more Bix. That's going to do it for us here on Rule of Two. Stay tuned every week here on Mystery Crate. We're going to be doing this for as long as this show goes on. All the way through Thanksgiving, I mean. There it is, man. Way to be thankful. For my apprentice, Darth Cornpuzzle, I am Darth Amin, telling you. That's what a reckoning sounds like, I mean. Mm-hmm. You want it to stop, but it just keeps coming. Star Wars, what a show, am I right? Oh my god, I was hanging on the bottom of nothing. Mm. On nothing? Oh, wow. (laughs) That one lightsaber part was wild. I got caught out there on the ledge. Baby Yoda. Uh He's so cute, right? Right. What about Luke Skywalker? Did you see him? Holy, is he in this one? Uncle Luke? Darth Vader. Uncle Luke. I'm your father. (laughs) I don't think he does that laugh. I'm not an expert. But that, <laughs> I don't think he laughs. He should. He should have added a laugh in there. No, I don't, I don't know. I learned I the other day funny. that Vader means father in German, and so it was really? kind of a giveaway. Dark father. I don't know if that's, that's true. I did not Google it. Someone said it to me, and I took them at the <laughs>
dark father. It's not Ooh, dark, was... it's Darth. So actually, no, I'm a, darky, I'm a little revelation darky, about myself. I, I dressed up as okay. Darth Vader for Halloween as a five-year-old, despite never having seen Star Wars, and to this day, have only seen like one of the movies. Do you have the picture? I think so. What? I had the full He's mask, and I walked around and did the impression. Didn't know who Darth Vader was. Didn't know who Luke Skywalker was. Just wanted to be Darth Vader, Seems like the like costume. A parents' decision. Nice. Right? According. No, it was my decision. According really? to Google, Vader yeah. means father in Dutch. <laughs> I mean, it sounds more Dutch. You're right. Yeah, what I guess. That? Yeah. But doesn't Goldmember say Faja? Isn't that Dutch? Well, that's not. He wasn't he's from Holland. Yeah, that's Dutch. Dutch. That's yeah, no, he was speaking mm, like technically Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no Tony, while we were listening to Amin. Yeah, Chris, I didn't get any Chris, answers. Please. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Oh. While we were listening to Amin, did you decide if you're getting braces for two years? <laughs> uh, I think you know. <laughs> we should vote. We should put it on a poll. Imagine Tony, Harry. I should get braces. Tony, yeah, yeah, imagine ball. Harry Carey playing Darth Vader. Hey everybody! I'm your father. I'm your father. Imagine Gold Piss Mike doing it. <laughs> oh my God, oh. Gold Piss Mike! Does Adam Silver look like <laughs> a light bulb? I'm your father. That was a that was oh. a good Gold yeah, Piss by you. Yeah, right Where's Gold yeah, Piss been? I miss him. Huh? Goat Miss. So here's the thing about the hey, braces, buddy, right? He told me it was gonna be like, conser he's like conservatively 24 months. Conservatively. And I'm like, mm. so what does that mean? He's like, it might Not be literally. more. Ooh. Last time I checked, 24 months is two years. Yeah. Right. It hasn't yeah, changed, math. right? It still, still is. It still that's is? Not, that's okay. not right, Juju. They I also... Was, yeah. They, they told me, like, three years, and it was on for, like, five, so... That's what orthodontists do. Yeah. They so try to be 37 years old with braces? That's how they get you. Yeah, they try to sell it low happens. so that you agree to do it. And then mm -hmm. they're like, well, you didn't wear your rubber band, yeah. so this is really on I have you. to wear rubber bands? Those damn rubber bands. Yeah. Man, that, I, yeah. I had braces in middle school. It, there, it was okay, other than those damn... You had to go get them tightened. Like painful for like yeah. two Guys, days. What is that? I don't like that. What does that so mean, dude? Funny. They literally rubber band the top and bottom of your mouth so you can like, like bear. Like it's like a struggle to even jaw. like lift your mouth up. They you also so like I I had braces for like eighteen months and they would put like Light first they put like a flexible wire in it wire. so your your teeth wouldn't move that much. And then they'd put like a thicker one and then a thicker one and it would constantly yeah. like put more and more pressure on your teeth yeah. to move over time. I would bust those shit out. I'd be like, fuck it. Oh, yeah. like a, and sometimes sometimes a wire will snap and then you just have like this thing in your mouth yeah, that's cutting the inside like of your mouth. You. Oh, yeah, it's well, remember that thing is going to be on the top of my, like yeah, on the roof of my mouth. It's fucking terrible. You should do it though. It's good for your health. Yeah, it is. I, can I make a public apology <laughs> before this episode ends? Sure. Yeah. I need to publicly apologize to Jessica. Uh-oh. Why? You shit on me in stupidity this week? No, not you. We, we were talking to Golik on God Bless Football. Mm. And we How were, did I know? We were, we were kind of following up on the, uh, the whole situation with whether Stugatz was invited to the house or not. Mm -hmm. If you he's were invited. Not, go on. No, he's not. And, and Mike Golik made that very clear. <laughs> but said that you and your boyfriend will be there. And he's like, I have never met Jess's boyfriend Lehman. before. <laughs> yeah. And we are like, eh, you know, he's, uh, yeah. And then that was it. We just kept moving along. That was wow. the part you have to yeah. apologize for. Yeah, no, wow. I want to apologize for that because you were going for the you joke. Apologize You're... to Lee. No, I am. I want to apologize. He's to a Lee great too. guy. Too. He is he's a layman. He's very lovely. Great. So I just want to publicly apologize and also give you a heads up that's happening, so that you don't hear it if you listen. You should which give you Lee a don't. heads up. Yeah. Right. Well, we don't. You're like a, to him. You're, You're like a Jersey me. Shore character that calls their spouse before it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Tells them the bad stuff that they're gonna see. Sam, don't watch episode seven. Sam, I'm sorry. I cheated. Sam, I cheated on you forty times again. Sorry. I love you. Love Ronnie. We should gamify that. Yeah. On DraftKings. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm in. Always. I appreciate your honesty, Billy. I don't take it personally. Nothing that's said on stupidity is 
necessarily, you know, truth seeking. Whoa. So here's the thing, guys. What are you trying well, to say to him? I, mean, I didn't try to, sh- I'm not trying to shit it on your credibility, like you but more so Stugatz's and his show. Mm-hmm. What's Stugatz going to think if Tony gets braces? That's a good question. Well, Mark, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I'm going the infatuation may go away. You never know. Did you see this horrible haircut he got? He's trying to say he's going to be less hot. It's not a good haircut. Not a good haircut. Let's just wait a minute now. Guys, hold on a second. Everybody get a piece of everybody get a piece of paper right now. Everyone get a piece of paper. Draw a line down the middle. Draw a line down the middle. Again, reminder: we don't have an HR department. Draw a line down the middle. On the left side. Right when Tony was rated pre-haircut, and oh. then on the right oh side God, when he's rated after this. haircut. <laughs> yeah. Guys, but here's here's a the thing. Cut? It's been it's left been sides eight pre, years. Right sides post. Yeah. 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 It's been eight years since I've had the same haircut. Yeah. I want to do something different. Um, again, you're looking at it a week after I cut it, so it's a little bit grown out. The fade isn't as sharp, but like yeah. that, like it All is right. what it is. I'll, I'll break the ice if you guys want. I'll oh just... no, you know what? No. I want you to go last. Tony has to read them. No, I can go first. No, no, no. I want you to go last. Well. Mark, is, anon- is this anonymous? No, Mark, go first. That's fine. No, we're supposed uh, to yeah, give we, them to we, Tony. Yeah, oh, we are? Oh, you are? Oh. Should we put it in the, in I like the advice the anonymity jar or whatever? Right. In the change jar? You know what? We should read one of those one day. Like, just yeah. take them all out. I read all of them. No, I do like this everybody. idea, by the way, for a bit. What? Like a consistent bit of the change jar. That I like very, it too. Yeah, is there money in it for me? Yeah, Coinstar. Sponsored by Coinstar. All of those are mine. Get it done, Feldman. All the Feldman. things you need to change like, are for me. It doesn't matter. Nope. Yeah, I'm the one changing. DraftKings IP now. Thank Boom. you. Boom. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to come out and say, before, I said before a six and after a four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy. So. Wow. Billy went for it. <laughs> See, I went eight, 4.7. Wow. Oh, wow. the wow. Oh, with a hatchet. Wow. A thou- hundred and a thousand posts. A thousand. Wow, wow. my boy started as a hundo, oh. and now he a thou You my partner. Thank you, brother. You're a good guy. Yeah. Uh... Something, no, somebody put nothing. Oh, oh damn. Yes. And look at the other side. Yeah. Maybe you look at the wrong side of the paper. Uh, that's uh, 49ers at Broncos plus one. <laughs> I feel like Roy didn't do it. Uh, pre yeah, 8.4, no post 8.6. I got I feel you. Like that's I got you, my guy. Wow. Got you. Right there. Okay. Looks good, man. Look at who, who did the last one? What was the last uh, one? Oh, somebody wrote. I like you for you. Wow. Before, after. before, so uh-huh. sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. That's really wow. nice. Yeah. Thank you. That must be a very supportive coworker. Yeah, yeah right. Thanks that was me. Cody. It was mine. So I knew it. That was How did mine. you get it over here so fast? Yeah. I just, you know, I know. Yeah, you read Jess's. What, what? Can happened, we get this right? from Stugatz though? I want to hear this from Stugatz too. Yeah. It's always yeah. bad behavior. Yes, Mark. I am. Yeah, yeah. Mark, I'm yeah, always yeah, on ten. Come on. It takes back. You want me to call Stugatz? Yes. No, please. I got to get out of here. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. Hold on. Wait. 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 Uh, Chris Whittingham used to go around the room and says, what are we promoting? Yes. Yeah. This week, I'm promoting our Levitar show, TikTok. Yes. Wow. Yes. Right now, wow. for the weekend, if uh, we, I, I know the followers right now. I see everybody. I didn't talk to anybody. I don't know anything. Ooh. But um, I'm giving away to the 100th follower of the weekend Ooh. a signed Hakeem Nicks jersey. Wow. wow. Let's go. The entire Wow. Let's get it. Dude, expense that. I'm telling you, expense that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, make it a thousand. Tomorrow. Also, in, in the Slack, I, I saw. Witty, I saw. Witty's playing the game in the Slack. Witty. Oye. <laughs> no venga con cuento, papi. Okay? In in the before, what? he was an eight before and a 6.3 after. Oh, oh my God. God. Witty. I know Witty ain't talking with them white sole shoes. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> the Cole Hans. All right, guys. Stugatz is here. Stugatz, I need you to know. Hey, buddy. I need you to know. I want you to rate Tony before his haircut and yeah. then rate him after it. 
What do you mean, like scale one to ten rating? Yeah, yeah. pre oh, pre haircut and after. Uh, before, uh, let's see. Before the haircut, he was a uh, he was a nine point five. Oh, okay. Uh, after the haircut, ten. <laughs> wow. Okay, and wow. and how will and how will your relationship with him change if he gets braces? Mm. Um. Tell him, tell him, oh I, <laughs> tell him I'm gonna be late for Chris Sims. <laughs> I'm hang, I'm Billy's gonna be late for Chris Sims. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is he doing? Why is he still there? Why is Billy still there? <laughs> All right, see you later. Okay, goodbye. Hey, <laughs> hey, oh, oh, hey. Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party. Because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.